Well, good morning, guys. I'm trying to figure out a better way to start this podcast outside of saying, welcome to the Age Gap Realness Podcast, but I haven't really nailed it yet. Do you have any ideas? It's your show. Just okay. wanting to support you. Okay. He's he's going in on this track, so I'm just going to go right in with him. <laughs> Yesterday, we were on a call with uh, the members that are taking part in our leadership program, Brandon's leadership program called Structured Success. And the call was a touch base after the first module, which is all about belief and how you raise your belief in order to do anything positive and do anything to grow your business. And around belief, Brandon was so proud of himself because he was talking about the fact that he's using social media and on our podcast and doing this podcast with me. And he said that three or four times. And one of the ladies on the show or on the call said to him, well, Brandon, you always pretend like it's not your show, but now you're taking all the credit for it. And I finally got him to admit, it's recorded, guys, I might share it with you, that it is our show and it is not, in fact, just my show with him as a guest. But you only use it when you want to well, Of course. It. I'm only going to use it when it works to my advantage. Uh, I have the, the benefit of playing it both ways. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I want to talk to you about is I watched our episode from last week yeah did you watch our episode uh no i've not watched it okay it's i like the episode it's yeah. actually i just haven't favorites. watched it i haven't got got to it yet well when you watch it i think you will see what i see maybe you won't because maybe you've been doing this for all 11 episodes but what i realized is when i'm talking to you and making a point instead of looking at me like you are right now you stare at yourself in that television monitor. No, no, I'm looking at you. You're right there. I watch you in a television monitor because oh. you're right above me. So, and guys, I like there's looking two monitors. There's one where he is four times larger than I am. It's it's a bigger television, and then there's a tiny television above it, and I'm on the tiny television. So he's telling me that while I'm talking, he's not looking at himself. He's watching me talk on the tiny monitor above him. I am. I'm like right here. If you look. I love looking at you. First of all, I love looking at you because Why? you're but so beautiful. But look at me here. Like, look at me in real life. That's... Well, I know. I just enjoy seeing you on the TV. <laughs> you look so beautiful. Oh, I thought I caught you. That's kind of sweet, but I'd still rather prefer, you know, like you make eye contact. Oh, okay. You look really disengaged. Oh, sorry. I'm, but I I'm watching n- you on the monitor because you no look so idea. amazing. Like, my feelings weren't hurt, but I was like, ah, oh, he's just staring at himself. He's not even paying well, attention Well, now that you know I'm that I'm about. actually staring at you, gorgeous, uh-huh. on the monitor, what do you think of that? Well, I think I need to double check that you're actually looking up instead of looking down. I assure you, I look at you. It actually also, because it was such an emotional conversation, Uh it allowed me to not, it allowed me to kind of disconnect a little bit from being emotional while you were talking because I was looking at you on the monitor versus staring you in the eyes. Oh. You have this spell binding thing on me when you look when at my eyes. When you make eye contact? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you what pretty can much, I get you to do? I feel like, you know that place you like to go where you dip your stuff in the melting cheese? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the melting cheese in this case. I just The fondue? I'm the fondue. <laughs> Am I the bread? You're the meat. <laughs> Did I just say that? <laughs> You're the bread or the meat. What does that mean? I don't know. Is that a sexual joke? No. Did I just? <laughs> this is a. Will is shaking his kids head. Kids listen to this podcast, so. Oh, wouldn't you be the meat? I'm I don't know. Confused. Can we change? Can we move on? Anyhow, <laughs> that, I'm staring the, at you the in the. I'm staring at you in the confusing. monitor because you look you look amazing. Uh, okay. Well, thank you, love. Uh, why don't we get to today's topic? 
last week we were on a call and I want to be I want to be honest with my lovely group of listeners slash watchers of this podcast. And just uh, just for clarity's sake, your lovely group of listeners on the podcast. Did I say mine? So I just want to make sure that we're on the same page that when you are on your podcast talking about your show that I'm supporting your show. All right. That's fair. I want to be honest with our listeners because for my blog, I've entirely stopped creating content essentially since fall. And there's some reasons for that because there's a couple things building that I want to make sure that I'm creating the right content for when that comes to fruition. But the other piece of it is this age gap Now that we're through the hard part, it's been challenging for me to continue to talk about the things that I learned through the hard stuff because we're at a different place. And so from a content creation standpoint, I've just like felt like I was in a bit of a in a bit of a rut. A rut. Your favorite word. I love it when you say rut. A rut. But we were on a call with a genius woman last week and she said, more so suggested, what if you start talking about the idea of being a plus one and a plus one could be anybody a plus could plus one could be me in our situation where you in in most arenas that we play in are like the star uh or that could be an athlete and his wife or her wife feeling like they're in the shadows i personally of course think of justin bieber and Haley Baldwin is now in Justin Bieber's shadow a little bit, even though he's she's a star as well, but just not quite the same magnitude. It's always so-and-so's wife, so-and-so's husband. I was watching a Jesse Itzler YouTube video last week where Jesse Itzler even talked about, like, here, look at everything that he's created, and yet he still gets identified in public as Sarah Blakely's husband. So this idea of being a plus one, how do you – it? It takes the age piece away from what we're talking about. And to the woman who we were talking about point, when you take away the age, it becomes a universal human emotion. Like a lot of people can identify with the idea of being a plus one. Only a very small subsect of the population can identify with the 25 years older or the 15 years older or the 35 years older. I still want to talk about those things, but I I really do like this idea of exploring how to be a plus one, how to not feel dwarfed in the process of being a plus one. Because at the end of the day, I really do believe it's all about you. It's all about me and figuring out how to become confident in that role. But that doesn't make it any easier when you're showing up to a dinner and it's all about Brandon Dawson. And I don't know my role necessarily when I go into those situations. Yeah, I mean, you talked about that, but you know what was what was interesting is after she was asking you about how you feel being perceived as a plus one, uh-huh. right? Then she immediately Ooh. asked me, how do you like being a plus one to Grant? Yeah. Because uh, now you're because, kind of a plus one. Because he's, he's the front of the whole organization. And, and your response was epic. Do you remember what you said? No, but I remember her asking I, me. It was a great question. It was a great question. One of my core values that is like so deeply embedded in me is asking hard questions. And the way that she asked us hard questions from the gate was just like, oh, I love this woman. 
So she asked you after having this whole conversation with me about, well, maybe you should change things to plus one. And I'm she, thinking, yeah, she's got her. She's, 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 I see Natalie responding and all of a sudden she switches to me and asks me the same question. And I was like, oh. But you said, I will never be a plus one. Yeah. That was your response. I will never be a plus one. Even though you are a plus one, you will never be a plus one. And this is what I'm talking about when it comes to the confidence around this matter. You don't feel that way because you choose not to feel that way. And you know what you bring to the table. You know what you're doing. You understand your role. You understand your value. When the conversation of the plus one happens, a lot of people don't have that same confidence that you do. I have at times have not had the same confidence and I absolutely still struggle with figuring out what those things, what those roles are in different social settings. Oh, sorry, I'm getting a little excited. I'm not only yelling into the mic, but now I'm hitting it. Um, but in different social settings and different work settings, it's 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 harnessing it's harnessing that energy, that 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 confidence and applying it to being a plus one. Yeah, I think my response, you're right, was uh, I'll never be a plus one, not because I can't submit. In fact, I've conceded that I submitted to working with Grant. Uh, the business we have has his name, not mine. That was a big decision for me. Mm -hmm. I submitted to that. And the reason I did it is because I I value the contribution that he brings to, the, to me and to the organization. And I understand that to become an a more impactful, excellent leader, you need to learn from others and you have to be able to submit because with that gratitude of doing that, you equally get to move into the space that you want to move into. And so it's as much of a respect issue as it is a strategic decision. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I'm 100% confident why I made the decisions I made. Um, it doesn't mean they weren't hard to get there, but I was confident in doing it for the right reasons with the right people. Um, but it did it did make me realize when she said that is you know those that is that by itself i think this is why you've brought it up is that moment by itself when she asked me that i realized oh, oh. i am a plus one in this situation yeah. and and then the question becomes now i can relate because oh, i love it when something happens where i've been struggling with something for a while and then somehow circumstances in your life allow you to relate, but then handle it in a way that I would want to handle it as it gives me an example, like real life example of, okay, you've been given this, do something with it and turn it into that. Yeah. And I think what I think what I realized, and I think the value of, of changing the dialogue from age gap to plus one is the plus one thing is all in, like I can directly, it's all in how you feel and the confidence that you bring to the, like, I don't think that way in any situation. Therefore, I don't project mm -hmm. any insecurity, nor do I do or say things with people around us that would create insecurity or fracture the relationship or create a vibrational energy that makes Grant or anybody else in his organization uncomfortable because I carry my own water. I'm 100% confident in that, but I do, I do recognize that with all the things I've done, I still haven't done what Grant's done. So therefore, it's my response, or I've done different things than what Grant's done. And so therefore, it's my job to compliment him and to work into what he's built and learn from it and contribute to it. And I think of our relationship, like when I go into an environment where I'm doing something and you're my plus one, you make me significantly better. Mm -hmm. You connect with people better than I do in some cases, or in most cases, you connect with 
the people that they're reliant on. You know, if you think about how much business is actually done with the plus ones, mm-hmm. making it okay for, the, I guess they, it would be the zeros. <laughs> if you're the plus one, am I a zero? No, you're the one. <laughs> oh, like, I'm a you're one. You're the that's, one that's sorry. invited, and then you have a plus one, but like your name is on the invitation. I, what I would say, and you know, I've spent my whole life working with family businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And and I would say that it's, it's almost always the plus one mm-hmm. that holds a lot of the decision-making power and for employees or people not to recognize well, that the plus it, one is somebody you trust. Well, it shows it's either amplification of the one or it's a detractor of the one. Like if I came in and was a drunken party girl, it would entirely undermine who you are yeah, exactly. by choosing to have me as your plus one. If I lean into my role help you but then also realize how it's helping us that is a benefit and somebody that's adding to the plus one but what's funny is as you're talking about this and the the examples that we have i just this age gap piece there's something around age for for me and there's something about around time that is just so fascinating and i'm I'm practically obsessed with it like i talk about this stuff constantly in our podcast in our real life when we wake up together at morning in the morning like i talk about the idea of time so frequently and it's something that's always on my mind and when you just said you haven't done what grant has been able to do yet it's still an age thing you are 10 years younger than grant and as i relate grant and you to you and me I'm still 25 years younger than you. And it's not that either one of us gets a pass for not being more successful or for not achieving the same level of financial wealth or uh, professional wealth, but there is something around this idea of the age gap. it, It gives you a picture of something else to create. You get a pass for not doing it now, but there's no reason that when you, that when I'm 50, that I shouldn't be able to, in some realm, if if I so choose to create what you've created, like well, I I think I don't know if I mentioned it on the I don't think I mentioned it on this podcast, but I am this I have close to the same net worth that Warren Buffett had at my age. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when I look at the things that I can learn from spending time around people who are using Grant's terminology, ten x bigger than I am today, yes. Um, that's a stepping stone to to growing to, to there's examples to me of people that were worth what I'm worth that are now worth 80 billion dollars mm-hmm. so am i thinking about being worth a billion or am i sitting here going i'm on my path to 80 billion and i have to get to my first billion first who do i know and i have friends that are 3 billion 5 billion 7 billion 10 billion right and it's not that's not an age thing some some you know i have a friend that's younger than me that's a billionaire so yeah, yeah, but I guess that that's not my point. And I understand from a business context, I understand what you're saying. My my point is around I still am 26 years old and having a lack of confidence in being able to show up and be confident in the defined skill set that I'm bringing to a professional context or even a social context. There's there is a bit of a pass there because I'm figuring it out, but it's not because it it's not because I'm not trying to 
not figure it out. Like the the confidence comes, your confidence comes in. You've started three businesses. You've you've actually started more than three businesses. You've you've been wildly successful in business. You've changed people's lives. But if we were to look back at you at the age of 25, you wouldn't have your shit together in the exact same way. <clears throat> yeah, I I think I kind of lost my train of thought on where I was no, going I, with this one. I think where you're going with it. To I, be entirely honest, but there yeah. in my mind there there's there's I the think plus I wanna, one piece. Yeah, the I think I think where you're going with it is that the plus one um you, a you got to give yourself permission. You, you know, the plus one phenomenon is not an age gap issue, but it is consistent there and relative there to the age gap issue. Yes. And through the lack of confidence might come from not having the experiences like that. Exactly. And and that is okay. But it's then if you don't have the confidence because you have the experience, have the confidence that you are building into the things that will create the experience. And we're, I, what I heard you going to, I think, is saying that. Um, uh, when we were at the Kentucky Derby, I just, we were talking about the Derby earlier and Grant watched one of the clips of our podcast from the week before, and it was when you were reframing what I was saying, and you said exactly that. And Grant said, he needs to stop all that bullshit about what I heard you say, and he just needs to stop cutting people off. He does that to me all the time. So you just said- Okay, just for the record, Grant was cutting me off when he said that. No, Uh, he's the king of cutting you off. So, he just so, doesn't like to be cut off. <laughs> and he can't stand it when it goes the Neither other way. Neither do you. But, so, but so it just has to happen. Going back to your plus one. Yes. And, and, but make your point because it was going to be a good one. Yeah. You almost got me to lose my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, the As a plus one or as an age gap, mm-hmm. what you do in those moments to either build external confidence and internal confidence that you can handle those situations and then move to actually adding value to those situations, you're in control of that. And and we've watched both age gap people that might not have the maturity carry themselves in that environment. And we've seen plus ones, mm-hmm. age gap unrelated, mm-hmm. ruin the opportunity in those environments for their spouse because you were starting to talk about complimenting mm-hmm. and amplifying, making me look better or making me look diminished. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for me. If if I'm not treating you in a way and communicating with you in a way and edifying you in a way with people, mm-hmm. um, then I'm actually undermining myself because I chose to be with you. And well, I think that's where you're going. And that guy on Instagram kind of heckles you a little bit whenever you're even remotely rude to me on our stories. I love this guy. I need to remember what his username is and actually follow him because he just calls Brandon out if he ever does anything at all that is not nice to me even if we're joking like when Always i nice when i like misparked and was like crossing the line of the, the other Three parking spots yeah like <laughs> when i did that Brand, the, the guy commented to Brandon saying you need to be nicer to her i made a joke i i, I instagrammed it i said who parked here who would do that oh it's natalie and he was mad. He and was he's mad gotten at me, mad at yeah. you a couple times about the way that you said things to me. So I like what you're saying in that, yeah, you have to treat me in a way that's respectful. I think those examples were a little, you know, over the top. Like you, you were clearly joking. 
and I think you do a good job of that. And what I love about you is when you mess that up and you do something that is not necessarily in alignment with like the level that we like to treat each other, you instantly are like, I, I will not do that again. I didn't realize that I did that. Here's why I did that. Like you'll go into the whole thing. Uh, news flash. News flash. Plus one age gap relationship news flash. Boys can be dumb. Oh, <laughs> what? All this time, I had no uh, idea. I know, it's a secret. In fact, I think the universal uh, code of honor for men is to never admit that, which I just blew it. Dang. But Are, boys can be dumb.com. Okay. To your point and what you're saying, I, I pulled you aside last night as I was watching one of my favorite television shows, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And for those of you who don't know much about this show, there is a woman who's on the show who goes by the legal name of Erica Girardi, but her stage name, her alter ego, is Erica Jane. And Erica Girardi is the wife of her very prominent Beverly Hills lawyer husband who has, I think he's probably 25 years older than her, maybe 30 uh, he's much older than her, and he, she, for the first 10 years of their marriage, played this plus one role. And she sat down with him at their kitchen island and said, and she said to him, babe, I want to go back into performing. So that's what she has done. For the last 10 years of her of their marriage and of her career, she has created this alter ego where she goes up on stage, has big, crazy blonde hair with so many sequins, a glam squad that is just fabulous. And she plays in, what is it called? It's not EDM. It's like disco, like poppy, like top 40s pop disco type music. Uh, and she is just like over the top and fabulous. It's the exact opposite of who I think she was feeling she was playing in real life. And last night's episode that I made you watch, uh, she had just come off the stage. Her husband was in the audience. He was, in a, he was all dressed in his beautiful tie and suit, and here she like, is. It's like, like a rave. Like there, it's like raving at the Globe in Los crazy Angeles. People dancing around. Yeah, and and he has a suit and his nothing. tie on, and he's like eighty years old. Like he's he's not he's not a spry chicken. Uh, there is this one hair in the middle of my face. He was sweet. He was crazy. He was sweet. He was so sweet, and he hasn't been able to watch her perform recently. So this was like her big show. She, he paid for the pyrotechnics and the the music or the graphics. And my point is, at the end of the show, she hugged him and she said, babe, thank you so much for allowing this to happen. And what's so magnificent to me in that moment and that exchange is she fully recognizes that he has paid for all of that. He has subsidized all of her dream for the last 10 years. And she has no lack of confidence in the moment where she's shining, where she's putting forth her best effort, where she's pursuing her dreams to say, this has been amazing, this is wonderful, but thank you so much for allowing me to do this. And that's what we're talking about with this dichotomy of the plus one of saying, yes, I support you, I cheerlead you as the person that is in the limelight. And when I do things that I'm loving and I'm passionate about, you support me in those things as well. They might not be as great as your things, but they're still my things and they're still important in my role and in, in what I'm doing. I think the question you have to ask yourself, so as I'm hearing you talk, I think as as all of us as people, right, if you're in any relationship, 
a plus one, an age gap. Uh, if you're in any relationship, you're always someone is always a plus one to somebody else at some moment. Mm. So, so acknowledging that and then asking yourself the question, what do I want for my plus one when it's the most important to me? And then maybe asking, what can I give my plus one? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. If you view it that way, then you can support each other. Why are you getting emotional? I'm not getting emotional. You are getting emotional. I don't look emotional. Yes, you do. I see the little tears. Those are not tears. They're just watery. Oh, They're just okay. the just stress kidding. and the joy of talking to well, you. Oh, my gosh. It's it's a matter of being the other person's cheerleader and not taking that away from who you are in the process of supporting them. Like, I cheer you on. I continue to cheer you on. And you're good. You You, when we go into business settings... Or we go into social settings that we because we're very intentional. So when we go to social settings, we're also looking for business relationships. When we go to business settings, we're looking for social relationships because one of the things that you and I have decided is that if we're going to be working with people, we want to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be enjoying people, we want to be able to add value to them professionally and financially because then we're all working together. And so that's been kind of our personal mantra and intention statement. And so we we even if we can make a lot of money, if we hated being around somebody, Ugh. we wouldn't do it. No. If we loved being around somebody, but there's zero additional value to it other than just just screwing around, then sure, maybe we'll do something for a weekend, but we're not going to go all in because we want to be serious about all the time and energy we spend mm-hmm. doing the things that we do. So I think about the plus one comment, and it was just so it was it was almost like one of those moments where you go, wow. Now, if I'm not the plus one, how do I want my plus one to feel? And the reason I was able to go to an instant place of I'll never be a plus one, and I probably shouldn't have said it like that because I want to actually be a huge plus one. I want to be somebody that somebody else could so depend on Mm -hmm. that the person that's in the primary lead would say, I trust that person, I respect that person, I know that person's contribution, and they add so much value, make me so much better that I'm going to trust that they're edifying and being an example and all these things in moments where I need them to do that for me. But I want to be very real with the women listeners of this show. I fully understand that the fear of always being the plus one in a marriage is the idea around what if at some point in time you no longer feel this way? If the other person is always the front runner, well, I don't think they always. Ha- I, I guess the thing it's, is, it's it's the f- no, it's the fear of what what if this changes and, and then I'm no longer significant and then you look back at this point in your life and in your time with somebody and they don't actually think that what you did was relevant because you weren't the one out there and they were all you were always supporting yeah, I, them. Yeah, I, I know that. The, That's I, the fear. Like I'm just throwing no, it out there. That's look, like a very real fear. I have been. As you know, I've been married before. Yes. I have actually experienced this Mm -hmm. situation. You know, when people become insecure and fearful, they start to withdraw. Mm -hmm. When they start to withdraw, they start to become unhappy. When they start to become unhappy, they start to be victimized. When they're being victimized, they're looking for people to blame for why they're victimized. It is purely a choice. You either choose to step up to the table and be a strong plus one be fully confident where you're at, knowing that if it doesn't work out, you have all the confidence in the world to go do the things that you want to do. I think that's the trick of it. I appreciate how like solutions oriented you are and like you're just a problem solver. I don't think that that fully answers the question and fully gets at the root of 
dedicating your whole life to help support somebody and then be in a vulnerable position when they say, well, then what is your role or what did you do? Yeah, but I, I honestly, I think so. So I think that husbands or mothers that choose to make choices for like their family and things like that, I respect the hell out of all those choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think there's nothing in the, you know, my mo- stepmom just died, right? She dedicated mm-hmm. her life to making sure us boys were all taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. But I also have seen plus ones continue to do things in their life to keep their own sense of confidence and their own relevance and their own um, their own sense of being intact so that they don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. So so if somebody in any situation is is starting to become insecure and fearful, is starting to withdraw, starting to blame others, is becoming negative, that's their choice. They can choose people can choose not to do that. So but because here's here's the truth. When once you start going down that route, you are irrelevant. You're actually not irrelevant. You're actually damaging not mm. only yourself, but your own confidence, but you're damaging the people all around you. The hard part is pulling yourself out of those moments and looking at the bigger picture. And it, sometimes the advice or the strategy that we give on these shows to tackle this, uh, it's really easy to do, just like in our call yesterday. Like it's really easy to talk about how to find mentors, how to study mentors, how to attract mentors. Like you can make what we're talking about just a check off a box and then move on to the next thing. Well, you but you, but the you, deep work you it, can't it, actually check it off a box. Right, right, right. That's what I'm tr- saying. There's there's so much deep work associated with this particular topic and being a plus one and what your value is and what you're contributing that it's it's like it's it's a whole bundled mess. You have your what your parents think you should be doing versus what society says versus what your spouse versus kids or stepkids and it, all of this comes together to say what is my value and what am I contributing to this world and to this planet. Uh, I, I I agree with your advice. I, the, the end all of that that you and I always get to, and when I had these moments with you, I think I had one two weeks ago, where I was just like questioning all of that, we go back to this place of your advice, and that is the only thing that you can do is choose to go all in on yourself. The only thing you can do is to continue to support and be a cheerleader. Like going negative is is not going to end up well. You will either end in a divorce or you will end in a, a broken relationship or you'll end the worst case scenario is in a relationship that still is functioning, but there's no camaraderie, as you would say. <laughs> there's no, there's none of that like fuel. There's none of that like support. But this happens. We've seen this in business too. We've no, no, seen. No, I, I, but I don't want to talk about it in business. I want I, to talk about it in the, in the context of where you where you just got to so quickly yeah. is the ultimate end journey. But I, I guess it's giving people permission that that's not. Look, I, I. It's not as easy as just like getting there. And when you, so what I'd like to ask you yeah. instead of where you're going with this is when I have those moments, which I do, like, let's be very clear. I have those moments where I just question my contribution. I question my role. I question what I want to be creating. How do you, how do you give advice or help me in those moments when I need to be refocused on what we're building and being intentional? Yeah. Um, I would I say to you, what is it 
you want to create. Mm-hmm. What stop talking about where you feel. Stop talking about how you feel about all this and tell me what is it you want to create. And if you say, I don't know, then I say that's why you're feeling the way you feel. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do when you have those feelings. And I was going to say in business, we watch this with business partners. So this is not this is not a the plus one thing happens even in the business context where mm-hmm. someone feels like they're being overshadowed and they start to get jealous or they start to get bitter or they start to get insecure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and instead of sitting down and saying, what do I want? Mm-hmm. Imagine if you took and this is what you and I have have learned to do. This is you do it to me, too. So when I'm sitting there doing the same thing, you're like, well, what is it you want? Mm-hmm. Don't talk about what you don't want. Don't talk about what it could be. My brother used to say to me, there's a way it could be, there's the way it should be, there's the way it might be, and then there the is the way, way it is. is. So the question is, like what that. is the way it is? Like, what what do you want? Because mm-hmm. God gave us a gift to create, right? And and if we don't use that and we sit back, we can't, we can't then, if we give up our voluntary right to create, mm-hmm. we can't be victimized by that. And, and the only way people do things to us mm-hmm. Um, outside of somebody that's, you know, an abusive situation where you're not, you don't have the capacity to fight back, right? Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, as a human being, when somebody's doing, our perception is somebody's doing something to us, we're actually doing it to ourselves mm-hmm. because we don't know exactly what we want. If you don't want to be in a situation where you're the plus one, then what do you want? So right. talk about what you do want. And then look, and and, and like this, this whole show came out of you saying, I want to do this, not I don't want to be this. Yeah. I want to do this. And then you drug me along mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> but I love you and support you. And if we're going to do it, then I will do it. Can we now acknowledge how good of an idea it was? I think your show is amazing. <laughs> Whatever. No, but I think you're making really good points. Uh, to To add on to what you're saying the other thing that you do very well that i would recommend any man who is with somebody who is questioning their role should do is compliment the things that i am doing and in the moment i don't want to hear it like it, it feels like you're just um blowing smoke but i appreciate you reminding me where you see value because women and I'm a huge example of this, I think have a harder time really embracing their uh, their positive qualities and the contributions that they make and talking about themselves. So when somebody else is able to say, no, this is, this is what you do day in, day out, and articulate it, it, it just, it helps. It really helps. Uh, the other day I actually asked you to write something for me that's like, I think how the, that that first conversation actually went down was I asked you to write a list because somebody was asking me for essentially a bio. It's like, can you help me write this? Because it's really hard for me to articulate what I would want to say in this context. And when you get in a place of telling me what you think I've done, I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. But it takes your eyes to do that. And so in these conversations where it's hard, I would recommend like being around somebody who really can in not a blowing smoke kind of way, like remind you of the things that you have been doing, the things that you do well, so that it's the whole woe is me doesn't just like everything fall upon you. I think, I think, yeah, I, what I would say is that um, 
It's really funny, right? Because you have that one hair. I know. Right it's the one hair. It's right there. Pull it. Pull it. I, I don't need hair like you do. Um, it's still there. <laughs> um, you. So. Oh, I got it. There it is. Nice. Uh, I think it's important. I, I kind of lost my train of thought, but I oh, think I think it's important. Um, Self-reflection. You know, look, people that aren't, you're either intellectually, well, what do I want to say? I think I encounter people that have intellectual arrogance or intellectual ignorance, right? And mm-hmm. and and so the thing I appreciate about the reason we're together. So so here's here's what my point was. Like when people w- at the beginning would talk about our age gap mm-hmm. and they would condemn me or or whatever. I would think somebody twice. just last week told you that you needed to get right with God. It was just like the the things people freaking say. Yeah, literally somebody that I you know I had respected my whole life. Yeah, uh, telling me I need to get right with God, who hasn't talked to me in fifteen years, in front of my no, father, not, not, who not God hasn't talked to him in fifteen. No, years. so but but saying that saying that in front of my father, who yeah. is 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 the closest person to God I know, standing there listening to this, I know my father. Mm-hmm who has been a preacher his whole life, said to me when the person walked away, that is exactly what Jesus and God teaches against. Like, how can you judge somebody right. when you don't know anything about them? Right. And and that's the that actually that person is so ignorant mm-hmm. or arrogant. I don't know which one it is. And it's somebody that I have a lot of respect for. So when that happens, you think to yourself, you know, I could respond to that, or I could get insecure, or I could de- want to defend myself. I just smiled and said, "Thanks." Like, what, I, I don't like their vow. Their what they contributed didn't mean anything, right? So, I think, I think when people are judging you, you have a choice. You can absorb that, and you can then let it dictate how you're going to respond and react to it. But the one thing that that you are, because you're such a good person, is you don't really see. You don't have that arrogance. I think you have sometimes the ignorance. Like you're 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 in think is this about a it, compliment? It is. Think <laughs> about it this way. Think about it this way. You're in environments that most adults would struggle handling. Mm. And I and I don't use mean that you're not an adult, but some but the plus ones, the plus ones uh-huh. that have been with their spouses for it could be a male or female for twenty or thirty years that go into those business environments because I was I was in that kind of relationship before were so insecure and so fearful and so jealous that they would actually vibrationally create a really negative experience for the people that you're engaging. And it would push people away. And you don't find out till later that people are like, God, this is horrible. Like we were so uncomfortable or the comments that are made or the undermining or the drawing. And it's done in public because the other plus one is so insecure that they're trying to control the situation, Mm -hmm. but they're doing it negatively. So you don't have you don't do that. So you don't have that reflection point. Tell me about the ignorance. Well, the ignorance is that you don't know any better. You're going to be who you are, and you're going to be what you are, and that's a compliment because you don't have those negative tendencies. You as a person. Like, I think I, I I would like to give myself more credit than you're giving me. I, I don't think it's because I don't know any. No, better. no. Listen, I'm saying the maybe you I'm saying say that, like you should take that whole like the ignorance thing. <laughs> I'm trying maybe to turn this into a positive. I know you are. You I didn't mean it. to say it. But uh, yeah, I don't mean it. In now I've way. entirely I, not let you off the hook for it. All right, so let me can put you it this wrap way. up our show with whatever yeah. you're about to yeah. say. Yeah. So here's here's the deal. You haven't. You don't put yourself in a position to create your own fear and your own insecurity in those environments, and therefore you're ignorant to the feelings of being 
upset or nervous. You just you are who you are. So, All right, we're going to end the show on me not necessarily agreeing with well, what's anything the, you, you said. So I'm not a I'm a high school graduate. So what is the definition of ignorance? Ignorance is not knowing. If there's but there's also like a negative connotation to it. Like yeah. you're but, you're ignorant like you But if somebody who's you, ignorant of fear in, intellectually If ignorant, somebody who's ignorant of fear and they're willing to go do whatever. But it's not because I'm ignorant of those fear. I'm very fearful. I just choose to do it a different way. <laughs> Maybe I should find a different word. What's a word for a What's way? a different word for you? Don't behave a certain way because you don't have the mindset and the conditioning in that situation to be defensive so that you feel you need to be a different way in those situations. So you're just who you are, which is a great representation of me. I mean, I, think you, I think you just said it in a bunch of words. I don't know if we could summarize all of that and just <laughs> uh, I, I'll need to double check the dictionary tonight. How about that? Well, the good news is you're not arrogant. You're a sweetheart. But loving, I might be ignorant. <laughs> but I might that. be ignorant. All well, right. In a Perfect. positive way. I meant that as as, as a high compliment, not a negative. Mm. Look at her face. I feel so complimented <laughs> right no, now. I mean, I, I tried Maybe to. Maybe just like, I get it. Uh, I understand. I understand. So newsflash, newsflash, boys can be dumb. Oh. <laughs> I used the wrong word to describe uh, something I was trying to compliment you on. Bubby, I know. I know. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you join us next week. And until then, make it a good one. I appreciate you inviting me on your show. Will you invite me back? I don't know. If you keep calling me ignorant, maybe not. I didn't mean it that way, baby. Bye, guys. Bye.